everybody and welcome to the classic character profile bonus podcast of the week. This is Jackie Dobbs we're talking about today. Hang on, can I do it? Jackie Dobbs? Jackie Dobbs, alright everyone, we're going to talk about our Jackie today. It's Tyrone's real mum, or at least he uh, used to be. Mm. It's, a, it's his fake mum. Right. And um, this, this is like, in my heart. This is, this is Tyrone's mum. I still haven't... Okay, so if you have questions about what the heck Michael's talking about, don't worry, it's all going to become apparent as we go through Tyrone's parentage, just like almost every other character on Coronation Street, is full of misdirections and retcons <laughs> and strange I things. I wouldn't say most characters. I would. This, I, see, we've just had um, quite Claire Sweeney coming in playing Cassandra as Tyrone's Real mum, real, real, real mum in inverted commas. Um, and I know she's gone off screen for the time being, but when she was in it a few weeks ago, Twitter I saw was flooded with people saying, hang on a minute, I thought that Jackie Dobbs was Tyrone's mum. And now I don't know what they thought that Evelyn, whether Evelyn was Jackie's mum or whatever, but we are here to set the record straight, everybody, about who Jackie Dobbs is, how she's not actually Tyrone's mum, but if, like us, you want to have her being Tyrone's mum in your heart. That's perfectly valid opinion. This is going to gonna explain everything and answer all your questions. Yeah, and then we were talking about whether to do it like chronologically and explain what happened first, or on the telly first, or do we do it for Jackie's actual life history first? Because you know, with all these character profiles, we always go through the life history. I think we're doing it like as it appeared on screen, aren't we today? So um, you have to wait right to the end to find out about the twist about why she's not really. Um, Tyrone's mum. But um, I, I wanted to do a fairly short character profile this week because I didn't have much time for, for preparing this one. But there's still, despite despite the fact that she only appeared in 65 episodes, there's an awful lot to say about Jackie. And um, I really, really like her. You, going into the show, you missed kind of what I would say was golden age, golden age Jackie Dobbs, but you were about for her comeback in the 2008-2010, weren't you? And she had a, her pink hair and everything. And then we watched the um, classic episodes on the DVDs a couple of years ago and you got to see Jackie in prison. So w- what would you say? What was your, your your impressions of Jackie? Do you do you enjoy her as a character? Do you kind of hate her? Because there's definitely mixed opinion about her out there. My theory is that you like like this character and I'm going to say 80% of it is down to the fact that she's got a Liverpudlian accent. Me? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I do love a good Scouse accent, absolutely. But I know I thought she was, she was a, a lot of fun when she was in prison with Deirdre. But she was she was meant to be a bit of a, a bit of a vile character. Did you find her particularly obnoxious or, I, or enjoyable? Love to hate. I really don't remember her when I watched it. So no. there's no. I don't have an opinion. I'm fine. Well, maybe when we go through it today, you will be able to form one and go. Oh yes, I remember that. See, that's the thing. Of 65 episodes, you've probably watched about I don't know 15 of them, 20 yeah. of them maybe. So um, not not a whole lot to form an opinion, especially as most of those were quite a long time ago. But um, yeah, sorry, sorry, she... I don't have any magical memories of Jackie Dobbs. But I think that she's the sort of character that if you were there watching her, especially right back at the very beginning, you would definitely have a lingering memory of watching her because so, obviously she came in during the Deirdre prison saga yeah. and that was a few years before Richard Hillman so back at the time you know this was this was big big news for Coronation Street and as an early Coronation well not an early being played out on telly in my formative Coronation Street years you know within the first three four yeah. years of me starting to watch Coronation Street this Deirdre gets sent to prison the Free the Weatherfield one story was the biggest thing I'd ever seen and, and Jackie being a component of it kind of cemented her as part of my mm, classic, formative. classic 
Corrie characters. And she's played by Margie Clark. Margie Clark. Well done for pronouncing that right. And I think she is an incredibly charismatic actress. She really holds her own on screen, doesn't she? Oh, gosh, She's a big, big presence. Yeah, she's a confident lass. Louder than... Larger than life, louder than I don't know. She's she she is a bit of a foghorn on the street, isn't she? But that's that's what they wanted. They wanted somebody to be to be put in prison with Deirdre, who would yeah. who yeah who could you know help Deirdre stand up to the the nasty prison guard there, but also would be completely obnoxious and make Deirdre's stay in prison all the worse. But we will get to that. Um, let's just run down some of her her stats first. So Jackie Dobbs was born on the twenty fourth of August, nineteen fifty four. She died, sad, sad times, on the 23rd of July, 2018. Um, she got married once to a guy called Darren Dobbs. That's um, Tyrone's fake dad as well. <laughs> and um, she made her first appearance on Coronation Street on the 29th of March, 1998, uh, before a final appearance on the 18th of March, 2010. So she, she had two kind of stints, really. Her, her early stint in the late 90s, and then they brought her back around the, the, the 50th anniversary. Although one might say that her actual final appearance was the 5th of September 2018, which is when we got to see like a video video footage of an actress being her from the from the neck down. So we were meant to believe that that was Jackie, but I, I, I don't think they brought Margie back in for that um, tiny appearance there. Um, anyway, so Margie Clark, when she came onto the show, I remember there being quite a big furore in the in the press about it because she was known as being a presenter on the Good Sex Guide in the UK. Awful. So de- dreadful. Had you heard of this show? We were too young to have watched it. Had we even wanted to watch it? Was it not based on a book? I don't know. I, really, I mean, I don't think so. I think I don't know whether it was a, a chat show or whether it was just like a. Here's, here's, you know, late night guide for loving. I'm not sure. But I remember being a young teenager, I think, when it first came out. No, no, two, 1991. I was, I was eight years old when this first came on TV. And having <laughs> not so- really, yeah. And, and having something like this in the TV guide... Um, you know, maybe think, oh God, can they can they share, can they talk about things like that on TV? How naughty, how grown up, and and it was it was a huge huge thing, and it actually got thirteen million viewers, and this was a show that was on at half past ten at night. Thirteen million viewers. I know that viewing figures were were, were bigger back then anyway, but that was an absolute late night smash hit. So a, a lot of yeah. people in the early nineties needing needed some tips no. from from well, our Margie. Obviously led to the well-deserved reputation for Brits as being incredible lovers. <laughs> Clearly, as we've got her to thank, haven't we? We she... learned it all from her. <laughs> well, she got an RTS award for best female presenter from this. I mean, this was big, big news. But um, she, she was, I would say, mostly known for presenting. When she first um, came into the spotlight in the late 70s, so before we were born, um, she presented a late-night TV magazine show called What's On?, um, she was also a bit of a bit of a punk rocker. She played in punk yeah, bands good. in the early eighties. I can completely Brilliant. imagine her doing that, um, being like a blondie like sort of character. Yeah. Um, but she first acted um, in two episodes of Brookside in nineteen eighty three, famous Liverpool based soap. Um, and then her debut film appearance came two years later, um, called Letter to Presnev. 
Uh, and this was followed by, you know, sporadic film and TV appearances. I think her biggest acting role before Jackie Dobbs was playing a character called Queenie in a BBC, BBC show called Making Out, which ran for 24 episodes between 1989 and, and 1991. Obviously, that then was followed by The Good Sex Guide and the rest is history. But yeah, when she came into Corrie, it felt at the time at least like there was a bit of a how can they get this presenter of this raunchy late night TV show to play a character in pre-Watershed, nicey, nicey Coronation Street? But I suppose that all helped build the character of Jackie into this kind of... Sensational yeah. get. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Controversial. Yeah. Um, so, um, the the story of Jackie then, the, the, I mean, the original canon, I suppose, is that she married Darren Dobbs at some point. Um, but it was a somewhat tumultuous relationship. She had loads of flings. Darren wasn't always on the scene. So she raised Tyrone as a single mum for most of the time, um, but was also in and out of prison for, for petty crimes. So, so Darren is her husband. Darren is her husband. Partner. That absolutely happened. And he was the one that we met a few years ago after Jackie died on screen. Do you remember? There was... Um, Jackie's uh, will reading and there was a guy there that was supposed to be Darren Dobbs played by a different actor who'd previously played him and everyone said hang on a minute he only looks about two or three years older than Alan Hulsall (laughs) yeah so um obviously now we know not not Tyrone's dad not Tyrone's dad and this this is what originally Darren and Jackie yeah, were his parents, mm-hmm. absolutely. We, I mean, it's one of these retcons that's been put in that you could say, well, we never actually saw her give birth to him, but there was still something, and I've got it later on in the notes, where she talks about an agonising 18-hour labour with Tyrone when she's berating him well, one time. And it's like, um, was uh, she making that up? Or did we just forget that? She somebody or? who's full of whims and fantastical things. <laughs> I mean, she you can't trust the word that comes out of her mouth, really, can you? She is a bit of a bit of a chancer, but yeah, I That's obviously like. obviously in the original canon she was one hundred percent supposed to be Tyrone's mum. So this is the story. Nineteen ninety eight, Deirdre banged up in prison for eighteen months for fraud. She didn't do any of it. But that doesn't matter. Hang on, did she do a bit of it? No, she didn't do any of it. Not even a tiny amount? Well, <laughs> well maybe just a smidge. We'll find out later. No, uh, she, no, no she, she didn't. <laughs> she didn't. She was set up by John Lindsay, wasn't she? That evil Thai salesman. <laughs> that's not a salesman from no, Thailand. that's not, yeah. That's um, not a reference to his cultural heritage. No. Um, so <laughs> Deirdre gets slammed up with Jackie. And De- Have you I just think- made that up? What? Slammed up. Well, do you know she's put in the slammer? I'm sure people get. Is that a lot of phrase? Well, it's now. I'm down. I know my prison lingo. I am prison Mike. (laughs) (laughs) And you never got caught either. (laughs) Um, And and I thought that Deirdre's stay in prison was fantastic. Quite often, I mean, these days on Coronation Street, when somebody goes to prison, it feels like you know it's a bit sad. But they're sitting there in their prison, in their prison cell, looking a bit miserable. Maybe someone comes up and pushes them against the wall and is a bit mean yeah. to them. But honestly, Deirdre in prison and Kirkbride completely and utterly sold the devastation was, that you would feel if you were just, wrongfully in prison. I just want to say that they they gave her the space and they wrote that very well. That you actually followed what it would be like, and I don't know how much room there is for that, for that now in Corrie because, like you've pointed out. So many characters have gone to prison. 
some of them did it, some of them didn't do it, some of them it, they did it, but it was justified, whatever, it doesn't matter. That I don't feel like there's room for this kind of story in Cry anymore, which is a shame, because it was really powerful, and it made, it really kind of put you in her shoes, because she was mm. an everyone, wasn't she, Deirdre? Oh yeah, absolutely. She appealed to loads of people, so to see her banged up, yeah, the, these slammed up. It, it's, <laughs> slammed up, it's true. Yeah, th- these days, it's like, oh, someone's been wrongfully imprisoned, oh, here I mean, we go again. They tried on, to recapture on. it with Sally a few years ago, They're like, they? We, we were at home going, oh no, they're in the prison set again. <laughs> it just doesn't have the same impact now they've got a set for it. No, when they decide they want to put someone in prison, they have what we call a slamming session. <laughs> goes, Who are we going to slam up next? <laughs> well, this was this was Deirdre. This was this was the first for Coronation Street, and um, yeah, she she was utterly miserable about being there. It was a first and, for Coronation Street. Well, I, I think so. Somebody okay. being wrongfully imprisoned. Um, I don't know. Yeah, we got to see. Yeah, exactly. I don't know whether we'd seen any actual in prison scenes in Corrie before that. I'm and sure someone will let us Hot know. on the heels of that, we had Haley going to prison as well after the um, the kidnapping of Wayne, didn't we? That was a couple of years later, and that was similarly very, very bleak experience for Haley. But, but Deirdre set the trend, and she's thrown in this cell with Jackie Dobbs, who is, as I said earlier, a bit of a repeat offender. She's in there with this bleached blonde hair, red lipstick. She's like that one off Orange is the New Black, you know, the one that's always made up beautifully oh i loved her the one that had a really cool is it long island accent i don't know I don't, yeah I, like I an don't italian know. yeah american new york I mean, most of the time jackie didn't have the makeup on but that first appearance she's like was like a real glamour puss yes yeah, really and was. and she's like oh dear did you mind if i have the bottom bunk and what's wrong with you girl oh don't worry about that and she she was half supportive half you know, having to give her a bit of tough love. And there was a bit where she pushes Deirdre up against the wall and then's like, you know, there's two kind of people in here. I can't remember what those two people are. The ones that survive and the ones that... Ones that remember their lines and ones that don't. That was well, apparently Margie Clark was uh, very, very nervous on her first day I in prison. I uh, First day on set, <laughs> sorry. And, and Anne Kirkbride was a, was a real support, Margie has said since. But um, yeah, so she, she just toughens up because Deirdre is just going on and on and on about, I shouldn't be here, I'm going to get out... I'm, 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 it's only a, a short stay. I'm surely I'm going to be right. Re- That's what you, you probably think that, wouldn't you? If you know deep down in your heart that you didn't do something, and due to some kind of failing of the criminal justice system, you've been found guilty. I think part of you would think, no, no, I'm going to get out. I think it's going to be fine. You think that because you aren't into true crime. Well, maybe. Clearly, neither was Deirdre. I'd be there going, oh, bloody brilliant. The best I can get out of this is a three-part podcast. Yeah, series. somebody's going to make a podcast out of you. Um, somebody should make a real-life podcast about real-life crime podcast about Deirdre. That'd be quite good. Um, anyway, there was there was a funny scene um, on <laughs> April the first in nineteen ninety-eight where Jackie says, "Oh, Deirdre, can you help you brought your swimming costume with you because you know it's our town to the pool today." And Deirdre, who's in a you know, a weakened mental state at this point, is like goes believes her. And she's like, oh, I, I didn't realise what it was like. And Jackie's like, oh, didn't they tell you about that? Didn't they say, we got the jacuzzi, we got the spa, <laughs> we got the sauna. It's, a, it's all... And Deirdre's like, oh, no, I, well, I'd better 
bring I'd probably get Ken to bring me along and, and, and Jackie's like you stupid idiot what, what date is it Deirdre and then she uh, the penny drops for her and it was it was both funny and cruel and I think that in many ways that's, that's that was what Jackie up. was yeah, yeah. some um, of the best characters in Coronation Street are funny and cruel aren't they speaking of cruel <clears throat> we had this prison warden called Maggie Vetch Beach Vetch I don't know how to pronounce her name I can't remember I think surely Vetch and she I think I've spelled it wrong in my notes here, so... Um, okay, we can I, only uh, guess then. Yeah. But she she's a classic kind of prison guard bully. Um, she, she, I mean, you probably, <clears throat> if you're in this position, do get people all the time saying, I didn't do it, I didn't do it, I'm going to get out. And so this woman was saying to Deirdre, no, you're just like everyone else, you did do it, you're, you're just like, you're just like, you're no better than everyone, the rest of this lot. Um, well, it's very clear that some professions that deal with people who are very vulnerable attract people that sometimes become incredibly jaded. Yeah, she didn't have an ounce of sympathy for her inmates. And it must be very difficult to not turn out that way when you see the worst of people all the time. Yeah. And especially how many people in prison say they're not guilty. Exactly. Was, wasn't there a scene in, I think it's the Shawshank Redemption, where obviously the main character says he he he's innocent he didn't commit mm. the crime and he goes and he tell he's telling everybody this and they're like yeah me too yeah and him yeah. and me and me yeah none of us did anything wrong yeah exactly. so you're not obviously you're gonna well to just to just to heighten her cruelty there was a there was a great scene where the where the warden takes Deirdre to almost to the front gates and said you you got you've had an appeal you get out there they're letting you out you get to go home today and Deirdre after you know these days of of believing this and pleading for somebody to let her out she's you know, over the moon and just as they're about to get to the door Vetch is like no not really I was making it up or something like this and then the the rug is yeah. pulled right out from I mean, under Deirdre and she's crushed I just want to say I'm not making excuses I'm just saying what? sometimes you might get jaded I don't mean that you actively <laughs> bully people it's fine it's yeah. part of the fun of the show she was, she was a very effective baddie yeah, for, for, for a the very short term that she you, was in it. All of the prison wardens were up in arms about this, just like we get. Oh yeah, like yeah. you get about teachers and I get about journalists exactly. on the show where I'm they sure just malign everybody. I've never met a prison warden. No, actually, we've met one prison warden, haven't we? When yeah, we yeah. went to the, uh, the 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 what was it called? It was in. It was near Sh- Wales. Yeah, Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury prison. prison. Yeah. He was a lovely prison. If guy. you ever get a chance to go there, please visit it because it is brilliant. Anyway, um, she gets what's coming to her anyway because um, t- towards Deirdre's you know, final episodes in prison, Vetch is winding her up about Samir, her dead husband, and then Oops. Jackie punches Vetch in the stomach yeah. and says, "Have this one on me." Yeah. Um, because no, she, telling Deirdre. Telling yeah t- yeah telling Deirdre because she knows that she'll get an extra six months in prison if she punches her so so but um, she's doing it for Jackie Deirdre. is saying well I'm gonna take an extra six months for you um because she, she knows injustice. that she's a wrong one and that Deirdre's innocent yeah so, so anyway Deirdre's released thanks to a bit of lovely campaigning by Mike and, uh, and, and Ken would you say that most of the episodes that that Jackie were in was in were these kind of two stretches of her in prison and her no that that's the end of the first one um and and that ends kind of uh april time um 1998 so then she comes back again later that year and i would consider that as being the same the the, the, the main appearance so she's she's back on the street so this is six months yeah this is six months after she punched the prison warden in the stomach turns up at deirdre's flat 
Um, Darren's got a new girlfriend, Hang we on, find so out. Is, where's Deirdre in a flat? She is in a flat. I'm going to say... Sorry, I threw this question I'm going to say it's it's the flat that Billy's in at the moment. It's one of those ones oh, around there. So and she's not was with it Ken? Flat? No, 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 not I don't remember, darling. I, not at this point. I, I, I don't point. have a good memory for this era because I didn't really... Yeah, yeah, no, 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 it. it's fine. Yeah, so, she, so she's so living Ken on her own. campaigned for her to be released, but he wasn't with her yeah, at correct. the time. And yeah. then she gets released from prison. Deirdre gets a, a flat in, at Coronation Street around that Yeah, set. Rosamond Street sort of and, area. Um, then Jackie turns Jackie up on shows doorstep. up on the doorstep mm-hmm. saying, all right, girl, I need somewhere to stay. Dannon's dumped me. Deirdre doesn't really appreciate this reminder of her time inside. She thought that she'd close that chapter in her life, but Jackie doesn't really leave her with much choice because she's got quite a forthright <laughs> personality and well about it. things. Yeah, forthrightness she claims... gets, you in, gets you in many doors. <laughs> she claims that she's just going to be stopping there for a bit until she can get hold of her cousin, but that's just a ruse. She, she, she just, she's, she's dumping herself on Deirdre here. They go to the Rovers together. She doesn't have cousins. She was born in a lab. Yes. <laughs> Jackie um, immediately sets her sights on Les Battersby, which is always a fun little partnership. Quite they the had. Catch. He was still married to Janice at that point, <laughs> but he definitely had a roving eye, and Jackie played on this. Um, and, and Les couldn't believe his luck. You know, this, this beautiful, well made up was very beautiful. woman paying an interest in him. Yeah, she was as rough as anything, but for Les, who cares? I mean, he, he was oh, married for Janice. Oh, for hang on a minute. Sake. <laughs> so he ends up um, she ends up bringing him back to Deirdre's house uh, flat sorry a week or so later and Deirdre's not impressed with this so Les and Jackie then arrange to hook up at number five Les's house but what Les doesn't realise when they've arranged this illicit liaison is that Jack Janice was upstairs at the time and so when Jackie lets herself in round the back she, she clocks Janice, makes a hasty exit, and um, Janice is like, hey, what's that tart doing around here? And Les has to make out that Jackie's crazy or whatever. This was this was the day of um, Des Barnes's funeral, I think. So um, heightened emotions all round, let's say. Of course. So Deirdre's like, everyone. right, Jackie, if you're going to be staying around here for a while, you need to find a job. And Jackie's like, yeah, you're right, girl, I'll, I'll go out, I'll go to the job office today, whatever. But then when De- Deirdre comes home that evening, she finds out that she's moved her then 15-year-old son, Tyrone Dobson. So this is his first appearance. He's lying there, Deirdre's sofa, Game Boy in hand, playing on the Kirby game that they use for the all-game music at that point. And um, ja- Jackie makes out, oh, Darren's been violent towards him, he needs to come and move in with me. Again, not sure how much of this, I believe. This is very much similar to how um, we were introduced to Craig. Yeah, you're right. As a sort of a... Slug. A a slug of a son from a ne'er-do-well mother who latched herself onto a Coronation Street stalwart. And it is interesting Mm. that it was uh, Deirdre's daughter, Tracy... Wasn't it? Tra- well, Beth latched herself onto Tracy, but I can't remember. What- I can't remember who she lived with when we had Daryl and. So and Beth Craig. came onto the street because of um, meeting up with Steve, didn't she? Because he- she was an ex-girlfriend of his. But it is really funny. Oh yeah. Do you not think? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, there are and it, definitely. And it's also one of those things draw. where it wasn't obvious enough that I think everyone was going, "Oh, this is just another." Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah, this was fun. Mm. So um, Tyrone um, ends up. Deirdre says, "Look, no, you can't just take over my flat. You need to move on." <laughs> Sorry. So, oh. Ty, but so Tyrone, who's been helping out at the garage, takes the key from number seven. Now, that was Curly's house back then. Curly Watts. He'd 
gone on the run after the whole Anne Malone debacle. No time for that now, but he's he's not in the picture. That was when Kev Kennedy was taking some time out of the show. Um, and so Tyrone's like, look, Mum, I've got the key to this house over there. Let's go and move in there. So they spend a good few months squatting um, in number seven. Alma, who is had been charged with looking after Curly's house while he was away, finds the Dobbs in there. But Jackie's like, no, we're in there now. Squatter's right. Get lost, Alma. Um, so J- Alma says, look, Mike, you've just taken on Jackie at the factory. Get rid of her. Cut all her ties to the street. Um, but that don't work either. Because when... Um, Jackie finds out that Deirdre is also planning to get her evicted. She says, look, I'm going to make your life hell if you cross me. So we're definitely starting to see a side of Jackie at this point where it was, I'm out for myself and no one else. And yes, I was I was a help and a support and a friend, if you can call it that, that to Deirdre at one point. But she would turn on a dime and be absolutely vile to her, directly at her, if you know Deirdre would cross her in her eyes. So Mike catches Jackie nicking a pair of knickers at the factory one day, wants to call the police, but when Deirdre stops him, Jackie says, thank you very much. Deirdre's right. now we're even. I don't want anything to do with you anymore. Jackie gets fired from the street, and that's where we're left at the end of 1998. Jackie gets fired from the street? From Underworld. Did I say the street? Yeah, you did. It makes it sound like the the actress was sacked. That's not what happened. In 1999, Jackie finds out Curly, everyone's favourite hapless, bin spectacled, bin man councillor. Um, he has fallen behind on his mortgage payments. Oh dear, sounds familiar these days. <laughs> and suggests that she she becomes a, a tenant. And yeah. I almost like that. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah. So this is this is uh, how she really got her hooks into the street. Like she's got a rent book. Like, yeah. Definitely got do? rights now. Now. Les had had a, a claim against Martin Platt. Les overdosed on pills when he was in hospital. Martin was the, the nurse. And Jackie hears that Les has got some kind of money coming in because he's got this claim against Martin. Not, not Martin's fault, we hasten to add. We, we do like to I complain and criticise no, Martin at every opportunity on this podcast. But Les definitely Martin took is those the pills. <laughs> okay, so, um, so because of this, she and Les start planning... To spend the cash. They want to go to yeah, Las yeah, Vegas yeah. together. I mean, like I said before, Jackie Jackie was happy to entertain Les. He was obviously, you know, eyes on stalks whenever Jackie walked into the room. So it was a mutually beneficial relationship there. And, and with Les potentially in the money, Jackie's like ka-ching. Brilliant. So Janice doesn't like this, throws Les out and Jackie takes him in. But when he doesn't get his money from the compo, she chucks him out. Then there is a Valentine's Day disco and Janice and Jackie both dress up as the same character. It's interesting that you likened her to Blondie because... It's almost as if I'd done some research like about her you had a ago. subconscious yeah. reason to, to do that. They both dress up as Blondie and they don't like this. They lock horns and they nearly come to blows because <laughs> Jackie tells Janice she looks a bit lot more like Margaret Thatcher. Jackie... Yeah, Margaret Thatcher and Blondie, you know... It's separated hard, at birth. You know, in a dark room, <laughs> it's hard to tell the difference. Jackie discovers, and this 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 comes up, this has come up several times, makes me think somebody long-term on the Corrie staff is a collector of records because 
she Jackie discovers that some of Les's vinyls are actually worth some money and she tries to make off with one of them, which is a rare Buddy Holly album. I don't know why Les had so many money problems. Was he that attached to his vinyls that even though he was sitting on a bit of a gold mine, he refused I to can, sell them? I can believe this. Think of all the beers he could buy I can honestly that. believe this. <laughs> Do you, you forget about Stan Ogden and his spoon collection. What? Did he? No, it's a joke. Okay, so... um. He tries to get it off of her and then Janice sees this, thinks he's getting frisky and she hits him over the head with a record. It's broken. Nobody wins. How funny. Karma. Carly comes back to Weatherfield at the start of March and finds that the Dobbs are in his house and when they refuse to leave, they barricade themselves in and they start throwing water out of the upstairs window. I think I remember that. It's quite funny. Mm. Um, When the Dobbs leave, Curly and Spider come into the house. Yeah, the the, the Dobbs haven't left that. They've just gone out. They're yeah, not, they go out. Yeah, sorry. They've not de-squatted and, themselves. No. Kelly and Spider let themselves in. They steal the TV. Jackie's not happy about this. And Tyrone's friend Marcus tells Spider that Jackie's going to beat Tyrone up if he can't find a new television. So Spider then helps Tyrone get it back. <laughs> yeah, I think Spider was a bit torn at this point because, you know, as you know, the, the renegade activist that he is, he kind of was usually on the side of the little man and the squatters and the people standing up for their rights. So he he technically should be siding with Jackie and Tyrone here, but equally he knew they were, you know, he he wanted to keep up. He he wanted to keep on his neighbour's good side as well. Just like all great undercover policemen, he's okay with bending the rules sometimes if it's in the, (laughs) for the the reasons of justice. Well, I I, I liked how he helped get the TV back to Jackie and uh, and Tyrone in the end. It's like, oh, I'm going to go back on the bad side. So, Jackie charms Les into changing the locks, but then she steals money from his wallet and pays him with it. And Les eventually cottons on to the fact that he's been tricked so he gives curly a copy of the keys and then he and spider come to evict jackie she won't move everybody ends up it's it's like the laziest mexican standoff of all time <laughs> everyone has a sleep on the living in, room in the floor. lounge floor yes yeah. jackie digs her heels in and you know she she has pretty high heels yeah so Tyrone starts to worry that Jackie's going to attack Curly and end up back in prison. So he calls his dad, Darren, come and help me, come and sort things out. But Jackie's pleased to see him and he she tells Curly he's going to beat you up. He's, yeah, yeah. She's very violent. She's more pleased to hear that Darren's on his way because yeah, she's like, so like, oh, you just wait till he gets here, he's Curly. Gonna he's going to knock your block off. But But when he does turn up, he's like, hello, everybody. I'm a very pleasant man now. I'm very sorry to Curly for my wife's behaviour. And then he orders um, Jackie and and Tyrone home and says, um, then he he makes a move on Jackie. He says, my new girlfriend, forget about her. Um, She goes in for a snog and then she is thrilled because she and Darren are back together. She leaves with him, and what does she say? See ya, don't wanna be ya. And, and that, that was, was the height that of was the, 90s wit. <laughs> that was the end of Jackie for a very long period, and it, it was funny that she got a really nice ending, and despite the fact that she really was Triumphant. a bit of a re- repugnant character, mm-hmm. I think the audience really took to her. They, There's just something Margie about... Margie Clark was really, really charming. Yep. For a, I mean, I know that some people really didn't get on with the character at all, and that's absolutely fine. But a lot of people thought she was such a breath of fresh air. This was, you know, still in the very early days of modern Corrie, 
and and she and you know the Battersby's were the with the with the catalyst to that. And um, yeah, so people really liked her. So to see her getting that happy like ending, yeah. driving off into the sunset rather than you know being go, going off, off disgraced legs, or whatever. Yeah. Mm. Um, this you know this was no Henry Newton exit, getting sent off to get his collarbone broken. No, she she it, it was great. It was a really great arc for a, a character who was memorable and who I think a lot of people were kind of hoping would come back at some point. Luckily for them. People behind the scenes at Coronation Street, some of them at least, um, were having the same sorts of ideas. So there's an interview that I found in the Liverpool Echo from 2008. Um, this is an interview with Mikey Clark, who said, right, Carmel Morgan, so this is a Liverpudlian... Hang on a minute. What? So, so we've just seen Margie leave the show in 1999 Yeah, and this is, this Jackie, is nine years and later. And this now. was nine years later, but this was also the same year that we saw her character come back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this was pre her return. Yeah, well, this is this no, this is this is leading up to her return. That's what I mean. Yeah, I'm just saying. And, and apparently, this putting this, it into context, this for Scouse writer Carmel Morgan um, said. Uh, spoke up for for Jackie, for the character of Jackie at a writers' meeting, and said, "Look, we should bring this bring character back. back." And they said, "Okay." Now, the thing that you'll notice if you see any pictures of Jackie from her second era in Coronation Street is that she had like proper baby pink hair, didn't she? It wasn't just like pink streaks or anything. It this was, was yep. full on Emma Bunsen. This was committed. <laughs> It really, really was. But apparently, it was a creative mistake. In this interview, um, Margie says, It was a creative mistake. They had a script ready for the new character of Auntie Pam, and I got it into my head that she must be Jackie's sister, and that this was the part I was up for. So I thought I'd have pink hair. The director, who was obviously didn't know what I was talking about, said, No, she's Molly's auntie, not Tyrone's. But they loved the pink hair. So, so she thought she, she was going to be Auntie Pam. She thought she was going to be playing Jackie's sister, right? Auntie Pam. So Auntie Pam, the one we know, who the, had, the Auntie Pam that we know and love, and that has a farm. Yeah, I, I've read yeah. another article somewhere, and I, I don't think I quoted it in here. That the reason that she thought that was because when she had to re-audition for the part of Jackie, which is weird, like if they had anyone else other than Margie It'd Clark playing silly, her, what it? a disaster that would be. But yeah, they gave her a script and she had to read Auntie Pam's lines because there weren't any scripts ready for Jackie oh, at that point. I see how So she it... kind of semi-auditioned as Auntie Pam oh, and she got, a, she got a little confused and thought, well, if I just go in as myself, it's going to be really obvious that I'm just Jackie. So I'm going to dye my hair pink. And yeah, she she really committed to that, didn't she? Because I love over how the next excited few years, she was for this job that she's like, yeah, whatever. Well, it's hair. great, isn't it? It's oh, lovely I love hearing. It. I really some do people, love When it. they get the, the, the call from Coronation Street to say, yeah, you got the part, some people are like, hallelujah. You know, I this is... This is my this dream is job. And yeah, for Margie Clark, it was, I'm going to dye my hair pink and go around like this. Because I assume yeah. it didn't just didn't just wash out. Was it? It wasn't a wig. It was a real hair, wasn't it? I don't Why know. Why would it be a big deal if it was a wig? That's a very good point. Anyway, so the writers loved her pink hair. Personally, I didn't really like it. And I'm going to say that even though I have got very, very fond memories of Jackie Dobbs, it was more from her initial stint that I liked her. I would say she was more... More a lovable rogue in that first time, who had you know laudable traits that you could see in how she supported Deirdre in prison. She was she wasn't the best mum to Tyrone, but she she was still 
protective of him, I suppose. But 2008 Jackie, she'd moved on. Tyrone, by this point, of course, had been back on the street for for you know, a decade. He he went away and then came back pretty quickly. By this time, he's dating Molly Dobbs, the baker's daughter. And um, it 2008 in in August, it's Jackie's birthday. So Tyrone's like, right, we're gonna go and see me mum for my birthday. I think she may have like had the occasional mention in the intervening years about my mum's in prison for this, that, or the other. But he's like, right, let's, let's go and see her. So Jackie is paying staying at some fancy house in Chalton, which I think is a bit of a posher area. This yeah. is where um this is where Kathy Matthews is currently residing in Chalton. And um she's supposedly house sitting and cat sitting for some friends there. I can't remember whether it turns out that that's actually a load of baloney. But she's also do you remember because we watched this episode on the DVDs or, or we, we found it online. But she's also into like communing with nature and crystals and she's she's a little bit Bernie-ish at this point although as the episode goes on she kind of admits no I, I don't believe any of it at all but she she supposedly changed a little bit but I found she came across in this incarnation as being a bit too coarse a bit too mean she'd had 10 years with very little to no contact with Tyrone and you know he was a grown man now he didn't need mothering in her eyes so she'd really cut all ties for him apart from you know he was there as a quick buck if she needed a needed a bit of money but in any case they go to uh, to lunch somewhere the pub or something and they get accosted by a thug called brian and this was nasty brian and jackie owed him one thousand pounds jackie's story was that she went to him for a small loan when they threatened to turn her water off like £150 or something, and the interest skyrocketed, so before long she's owing a grand. Molly says to Tyrone, look, we're saving to get married, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna get hitched next year, let's be nice to your mum, we've got £1,000 saved, let's give it to her, pay off her debt, um, and Jackie's like, yeah, I'll take the money, but what I want to do with it is Scarpa, she plans to take the money, start a new life somewhere, um, but Molly and Tyrone are not having any of this. They give the money back to Brian, and it's uh, uh, at this time when they see him, he, he says, look, this story about why she needs money, about owing me money after I, after I lent her some money for her water bill, load of baloney. She just got a new pair of knockers in Mallorca, and she's paying for them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, breast implants are the reason why Jackie um, Dobbs owes £1,000 to, to this nasty Brian and Jackie's fuming she didn't get to keep the money secrets out about her boobs and she tells Tyrone um you're a pain in the neck you're a millstone round my neck you can consider me dead um and then that apart from a very brief appearance the next day when she shows up at number nine and is shown the door by Jack that's all we saw of of Jackie over the course of what four or five episodes in 2008 so I don't I honestly I can't remember too much about what I thought about her back then. This was four years before the podcast started, but I was definitely, you know, a committed Cory fan at this point. I was probably extremely excited to hear that old favourite Jackie was back. But having watched some of that, having read some of it, I think I probably wasn't that excited for it. It was a bit of a letdown. It, although, you know, it reminds me a bit of Scylla Battersby, Scylla Battersby-Brown, because she was also... She was very much a, a 
a, a Jackie yeah. sort of person, yeah. wasn't she? In a, her obnoxious chaviness. Yeah, 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 absolutely Who's terrible. Selfish and, and chavvy, yeah. Yeah, but when Wendy Peters came back, she was a bit of a letdown because all the edge had been taken out of the character. She was just, you know, a, sh- a shadow of her former self, we thought. But whereas Jackie, I think they doubled down on her nastier traits and it just put me off her a little bit. Anyway, 2009, she was back, wasn't she? Yeah, so that was just the next year. Yeah. She comes back. She's, six months later, she says, I've come to stay. Guess what? You never guess what's happened to me. I'll give you three guesses and they involve my boob. <laughs> so one of she says one of her breast implants has exploded while she was on a plane and she needs an operation to fix it. Well, yeah, she makes out that she's like really, really sick. Um, and, and, you know, yeah. all this... <coughs> an exploding boob isn't to be you know it's to to be taken seriously so when your boob explodes you've got to be on the top of that list for the operation but she doesn't she doesn't make her you know she doesn't make herself um, welcome back well Deirdre's not happy to see her is she no she thought that was a chapter of her life that had been well closed exactly and she also ends up sniping at Auntie Pam so Tyrone and Molly yeah are they're married. They're, they're, no, they're, they're engaged at this point. Still engaged. So Auntie Pam is one of Molly's few remaining relatives. And um, Tyrone and, uh, you know, Jackie's one of Tyrone's few remaining relatives. Yeah. So they don't get on together. It's a bit awkward. Molly does a bit of research. <laughs> she Googles exploding boobs. She finds out. She sees a lot of things she wish she had. <laughs> yeah, don't Google exploding Don't image boobs. search on without or safe search. Or at least search. do a yeah, safe search on, please. So she finds out this is an urban myth. and Your Jack- boobs can't explode on a plane. I don't know. I mean, I've never seen it happen. Any of our listeners, that's happened to you. Write in and let us know. Let but us know. We don't want to malign you. As we can you. tell, it's an urban myth. So, so Jackie's like, yeah, that's true. Molly stands up to her saying, look, you've met, met your match with me. I'm not going to roll over and give you money for your boobs. Mm. Uh, Jackie's not intimidated though. This this was a great character moment for Molly because the first time that she met Jackie, Jackie thought that she Molly was a bit of a yeah. wet blanket. She was a little bit. She called her a, a mouse or something like that. And, and I think that over the, her course in the show, Molly, well, she clearly had a massive character arc coming in. She was a bit of a bully to fizz at the beginning, wasn't she? Then when she was settled yeah, in as a, right. a regular character, she was just Miss Nicey Nice. She was a bit but, like Maria as well, where they were just a uh, very pretty but very quiet and yeah, demure bit of a, woman. Bit of a Claire Peacock. Yeah, but oh, there yeah. are loads of them in, on the street, but, and eventually they do find their voice, don't they? Well, she did, and this was part of Molly finding her voice, standing up to standing up to Jackie. But Jackie's like, he still don't know love. So, they Jackie, uh, Molly, and Tyrone get married, and so Molly has her hen do. And Jackie gate crashes it, gets completely drunk. She breaks a vase. She Graham's there for I don't know why he's there. Graham's there as like a waiter or something. I don't know why they why what what why they let him in. But um, he's she wants him to a, take his clothes off. He does. Do you know, Graham gets? I, I don't know whether he was drunk or whether he just liked he's women just paying liked attention, attention to yeah. him when he was going around in his pants. But there's I was watching a clip of this the other day, and he's like. He's like, yeah, ladies, look at me, here I am. And, and Jackie was loving this. The intoxicating uh, elixir of being paid attention to by a woman. Yeah. You would never know what that feels like. No, no. <laughs> Do I just have to, need to take, I just need to strip off? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, Graham's stripping, Jackie's cheering, and Pam does not like this. She kicks her out. So, um, Jack, uh, sorry. 
Jackie Jackie is banned from going to the wedding. Yeah, they don't want her to turn up. But this. she so Tyrone and Molly's wedding. She turns up at the reception anyway. She's wearing a wig. Yeah, it's a brunette wig. Brunette it's wig. Brunette. Maybe it was black. I don't remember. So she tells Tyrone that she deserves a place at this because she went through eighteen hours of agonising yes, labour. Yes, this, this was when she said it. So this was the particular line that if you want to kind of nitpick and look at all the retcons and everything, and people say, "Well, we didn't actually see her giving birth to Tyrone," she does say, "I deserve to be here because I went through eighteen hours of labour with you." And so, I don't know. Make is it what true you will. That, that she never had any biological children? Well, apparently not, but, you know, who could come out of the woodwork next? No, exactly. I, it's interesting that she's got this story, but, you know... As far she... as we know, Tyrone's got another brother or sister out there from Cassie. All the, yeah, true. Um, you know, if anyone's going to make up a story about 18 hours of agonising labour, it's certainly going to be... Jackie, yeah. it's not out of I mean, character of her to I'm do sure this. there was a line somewhere where Michelle Connor tells Ryan she remembers carrying him in her stomach as well, though, so... Oh, well. Oh, well, what Molly relents, do? lets Jackie stay. Jackie says, I'll help you clear clear up everything, all the mess at the Rovers to be a good uh, mother-in-law, but instead she steals the honeymoon tickets that they've got to Paris in the back room, and when Tyrone and uh, carries Molly over the threshold of the house number nine, Jackie gives a proud look, but then she runs off this with, was, with the tickets. This was a quite nice ending, although we you know we do still see her again. But there was a, despite again this Jackie's second appearance, Jackie being that much harsher and coarser. This actually made this moment where she she stops and watches them, and she's just looking kind of proud. It was like. Oh, Aww. she has got a heart in there. She's and not and I think that made me at the time go, Oh good, there's a little bit of Jackie that, that I know and love. Because you know, I I've I've said this about lots of characters that I you know, I cling to and say that I say they're they're some of my favourites. I kind of want them to be good all the time. It was like with Daisy when she was nasty. I was like, Oh, I don't like her, I don't like Daisy and and, and sometimes but now she's nice, but then she goes back to being mean again. I wish they wouldn't make her do that, but as as has been pointed out to me, not everybody who I like is going to be <laughs> go completely nice and, and honourable all the time. But yeah, I, I did appreciate that moment. The final time that we got to see Jackie on screen was the following year again. I don't know what was going on with her contract, but she just made these sporadic appearances in 2008, 9 and 10. But her final one um, was the following year. By this time, Molly has already left Tyrone, unbeknownst to him. She's secretly knocking off Kevin Webster. But Jackie turns up on the doorstep. She rows with Molly at the shop. She's throwing cans about there. She accuses her of cheating on Tyrone, which, you know, hadn't Tyrone didn't think that but Jackie had hit the nail right on the head there she knew what this girl was like um, and then over the following weeks um, Tyrone and Molly get closer because she finds out that she's pregnant this is with with one-legged Jack um, she um, but and Tyrone obviously thinks that the baby is his when it's actually Kevin's anyway she ultimately decides to move back in with her dad Jackie finds Molly collecting her things from number nine one day and says, goes back to the pub and says, Tyrone, Tyrone, Molly's in the house. She's trying to rob you. She's taken all your stuff. And Tyrone's like, look, mum, fed up with this. You're just stirring things up for me. Always trouble. Get out. I don't want to see you again. And that is basically the end of Jackie Dobbs. Kind of trying to warn him that Molly's <laughs> leaving him and taking all the stuff, but Tyrone doesn't want to know. So by the time um, 
2010 comes to an end, Molly's obviously dead, tram crashes happened, and we do hear that um, Jackie is unable to attend the funeral because she's back inside again for assaulting a police officer. And that's the last that we saw of her, and that's the last we thought we would ever see of her, and was kind of the last we saw of her, but she did make a semi-appearance in 2018, didn't she? That's right. In 2018, we find out Jackie has been diagnosed with a terminal illness. Sad. She dies. She doesn't tell Tyrone about it. And he goes to her funeral. Fizz supports her. He gets reunited, yeah. sorry, <laughs> with um, Darren, his dad. Yeah, this is the uh, the recast Darren, who, who, yeah, looked younger than how he looked 10 years ago when we last saw him but you know good for him wouldn't it be nice if it worked that way round (laughs) so he gets given this video that's labelled for Tyrone Soz for Ty Soz yes for Ty Soz for Ty Soz that sounds like something they'd say in the Avengers (laughs) so they borrow a VCR from Roy and they watch it but unfortunately the tape is chewed up before Jackie can appear well kind of it's it's you you see them watching it on the TV you see her like walking away from the from where the uh, the camcorder would be, but yeah, you don't see her face because this wasn't Maggie Clark, and I really wish it had been, because well, just keep let's keep keep going, then we'll we'll talk about the the whole retconness of it later. So Darren says, oh, uh, I guess you didn't see the video, but she was going to tell you that me and you, me and Jackie, are not your parents. Sorry oh, about that. Shocker. Darren tells Tyrone. The truth. <laughs> the new truth. <laughs> the truth as it is. You know, this is like Coronation like Street. It's like 1984. <laughs> so whatever we tell you is the truth. No more questions. Move on with your lives. Darren says, right, your mum, your fake mum, Jackie, she was desperate for a baby. We'd split up over it. And then one day she turns up. She's got this baby in her arms. It's you. She swiped you from a police station steps and... That's how we came to raise you as our child. And Tyrone's looking at old photos of um, of his mum just before he was born. She didn't even look pregnant. Might be true. Then there's a rake. So they eventually track down and find out the whole story. Yes, they track down Evelyn. involves they? Evelyn. And this is where the retcon comes in. And, you know, this is the end of us seeing Jackie Dobbs in the show. The end of Margie Clark appearing in the show. Um, I mean, honestly, really, I'm thinking when they hire me as the new producer, which I am waiting for the letter, um, I'm just going to say that Darren lied and Jackie's (laughs) alive because I would love to see um, a a, a face-off. So what? I want to see a face-off between Jackie, Cassandra and Evelyn. (laughs) And Darren's just there going, oh no, we've been rumbled. I mean, you've got to be careful of bringing so characters back from the dead. I mean, we'll see what happens with Cindy Beale on EastEnders. Oh, I was just reading about that today. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I, I, she, she's dead, whatever. But th- this is this is one of Corrie's rare retcons. It doesn't do it very much, and, and I would say that it does it. Can I just say it does it more with more frequency now? Yes, maybe, but it's still very, very rare. But it's still, it's one of these things that, you know, a soap can get away with. I just with. want to also say this. I think there's two different types of retcons. There's the, who cares? Come on, just do it. It doesn't make any difference. Where you're like, turns out that 
you know, Asher and Was what are you thinking of? Like, you know, Asher and Ardi are a year older than they're supposed to be. Yeah, or like so and so had a brother that we're never going to talk about, or Mm. you know, when their character was brought in, he was married to her, but now we just pretend that never existed. That's that's something different from these very audacious kind of confronting um, retcons where you they know they know people like us people that are really invested in the show are going to complain. They probably laugh and call us nerds and do it anyway. But <laughs> there's definitely two different types of retcons, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, I think back in the you know, 60s and 70s, they could retcon things on Coronation Street and it was easier for people to not realise well, because they didn't have this encyclopedic archive of everything that anyone has ever said. They couldn't check with people they didn't know. No, they they couldn't look at they couldn't go back and, and see, they couldn't even record the mm. show for years like when, and years and years. When there Rita was, no was in it at one point, she was um so I wasn't there that she was supposedly married to this guy Harry Bates, but then it later on it said oh she's just common law wife they're not actually married and it's you know things like that that they 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 could get away with back then. There wasn't even Twitter to complain about it about to be honest. So what if you did do? want to grumble right about it, chat. then you haven't got many people to grumble to. But th- this was this was one of Corrie's biggest retcons, I think. And you know it has brought us Evelyn, who who we absolutely adore. But half of me is thinking, what's the reason that Evelyn couldn't have been Jackie's mum? And I'm kind of stumped at well, that. Well, it's weird because they brought in Cassandra, who t- kind of, to a certain extent, is a bit of a less fun version of Jackie. Well, we can't. It's hard, too early to judge, isn't it? We've seen well, her for like two, three she's, episodes. She's a maybe. fantastic actress. She's certainly been brought in as a more serious issues-based character than than Jackie was. Jackie was just, a, you know, a colourful sort of criminal um, with a heart of gold, whereas Cassandra just feels like a bit more nuanced and, and deep of a character. I think probably, but I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say that her coming back is an issue storyline. Well, it's I a hope drug addiction. Get... I know, but I think it was. Mm. It was very, it was like, what, one episode, two episodes? It's too early to judge it. There's no reason why Jackie and Cassandra couldn't have been the same character, except they wanted Claire Sweeney in the show. Maybe. Which, but you they, know, but fantastic, because she has been great. The thing, for, yeah, from what little we've seen of her, the yeah. thing is, I, I don't think when they brought Evelyn Plummer back in, I don't think they were saying, right, you know what, five years' time, we'll bring back this person, who we were also saying is dead. It, it, it just it struck me as odd. No particular issue with Tyrone's family tree being extended, but... We, we'd all grow... You know, we'd been 20 years, 20 years believing that Jackie was Tyrone's mum. And for that just to be taken away and say, nah, that not really happened. And we say, yeah, you just made this up. That's the thing. If somebody could produce a document from 1998 saying, well, this is the actual backstory of Jackie, we're like, okay then. But I don't know. But because Evelyn's so great, I kind of accepted it. And I hope that I'll grow to accept and love um, Cassandra. So just to make it clear, this 2018 story was part of the retcon. Yeah. So Jackie dies. We find out from Darren that he and and Jackie were never Tyrone's actual parents. Yes. So they brought that in for Evelyn's story to give her a tie to the to Tyrone. A tie to tie. Yeah. They could have made. Um. They could have made Evelyn. Yeah. Uh. Jackie's mum, but they also equally could have made Cassandra, Jackie's. 
um, sister. Yeah. They could have said that she, Jackie was, uh, Cassandra gave birth to the child, but she didn't want to look after her. So Jackie took the, took her on. There were loads of options. They just kind of went nuclear on it and just just mm. blew it all up. But... I think if I was Margie Clark, I'd be a bit annoyed about this. See, I was thinking about this because this happens, you find this out a few times as we've been doing the podcast where a character will be killed off screen and you and if the, if the actor or actress has a social media presence, sometimes they might say something along the lines of, oh, I didn't know that was going to happen or somebody told me they saw that I, my character's now dead. Mm. I, and I was thinking about it, that is, that is kind of a bit poor and sad. But equally, there are some ex-actors and actresses who I, you know, you could get, could kill off. And I don't think I'd tell some of those people because I don't think I'd trust them to not say. Well, and how do you know who you can trust to keep their mouths shut and who you can't? Curry doesn't owe it to any of their previous actors, especially ones that had you know fairly small parts many years ago. They don't owe it to them to say, oh, we're kind of retconning It would be nice if they did. It would be nice, but I don't know. I mean, Margie Clark, since Coronation Street, did carry on doing a little bit of acting. I mean, after her first stint... Um, she, she, um, she had, yeah, a, f- a few roles. I think the last time she was on telly was in 2014. So it was quite a long time ago, a, a show called Puppy Love or a film or something. I don't know. She's done radio presenting. She's run an online health and beauty range called Soul Rinse. And, um, when Liverpool was European capital of culture in 2008. I went there for that. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. I remember looking around going, interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, they, one of the things they did was airlifted like a crate of Liverpudlian celebrities onto the stage and then out they popped. And, and one of them was Margie Clark, who the kind of the media have dubbed her Queen of Liverpool, which I think is great. But um, yeah, she's she is still active on Twitter. If you want to follow her, she's at Margie Clark one. Um, and it feels like that she, she is, you know, she's not on good terms with Coronation Street at the moment. Just last month, when Claire Sweeney came into the programme, somebody tweeted her about it, and she, she said, I'd be happy to get my hands on the repeat royalties of Corrie on ITV3. They won't let me work, but exploit my past efforts for no reward. So That's interesting. I, I always had in my mind that the actors got money for that. Well, their... that's what I would think as well. I think well, she maybe deserves some of that. She's also well, tweeted... Obviously, the, obviously, everybody has different contracts, but I also don't think... That when you were putting together the contract for Coronation Street, you would have gone, oh, can I have repeats, please? Because they only ever were, historically, repeated once on a Sunday for the omnibus, Um, right? There was at this time, they had had Granada Plus, and I think even when she was in 2010... I don't think you would ever really think that there was a reason to to believe that you should write into your contract that you want repeat Mm. royalties. She, I mean, Margie has also tweeted a couple of times about being on like a a no work list, so it, it feels like she's she believes that she's been blacklisted and nobody wants to employ her anymore. I don't know. It's sad. I mean, I, I, as I, said, I think she was, she was absolutely great. She is such a strong force of nature kind of personality. She's absolutely the sort of person that I could imagine rub people up the wrong way. But sometimes that makes the most compelling and engaging characters to watch, doesn't it? So I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know, but she's, she's on her state pension now. She's also said, um, and, and, and that's it. He, uh, in 2014, 
there was one tweet that she put out because I, I, I searched her Twitter for Corrie's stuff and she tweeted in 2014, Margie here, Tyrone's mum, wasn't it great to see Corrie winning the best soap drama yet again? I think this was after one of the National TV Awards. So, so this was four years though before they killed her character off and retconned everything. Yeah, and, and so it she makes, makes might you... have thought that she could... Yeah, if I say nice things about Coronation Street on well, Twitter, maybe they'll maybe they invite me back again. I would have loved to have so, seen her back. So we have you. I don't think you've written down what the actual story is. What story? What is the story about Tyrone's parents? Well, I mean, it, it's not. It, it, it's it's what there was really. Cat Cassandra gave birth to to Tyrone. Um, she goes on drugs. Evelyn's like, I need to get you clean, but we can't do this as a baby. So Evelyn takes Tyrone. Leaves them on the um, the steps of the hospital. Uh, sorry, the hospital. Station. Sorry, the police station. And then she focuses on getting uh, Cassandra uh, better, which involves taking her to South Africa. No, 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 no. I think she gets her better here, and then once she is cured and clean, um, sure. Cassandra and her boyfriend go off to South Africa herself. But you know, within probably hours of Tyrone being left on those police station steps. Jackie finds him and takes him home and you know he was days old probably at this point so you know for all purposes Jackie did raise him from birth it's very she just didn't carry him weird so. to imagine how a woman could have explained this to, to the hospital and the social services like yeah I know I don't show any signs of having had a baby. If you examined me physically, you would know that this child is not mine. I can't breastfeed him. Don't ask any questions. Uh, you I know, don't know. I, I, I think this. <laughs> best not to best think, not to think about, about it. About so, it. so, so, yeah. So, I mean, the people like the dogs were sort of seems okay. like the sort of people that wouldn't want anything to do with the authorities anyway. You can't. I'm so, sorry, but you can't avoid them. You have to register the birth, and you have to. You'll have checkups and things. No, you can't say that. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Um, right, so a uh, couple of extra things just before we finish. I can't believe we've got an hour out of Jackie Dobbs. She's great, though. She deserves it. Um, I had to look through some of my old Corrie magazines from um, the 90s, um, and there was one article that where she was interviewed for issue 51, and this was um, when she first came on the show. And she said, I was delighted when I got a call. And this is to be on Corrie. Ah, Frank who's her brother and her manager. Can I just say something? Yeah. Was Frank her it. Was Frank her brother and manager responsible for getting her on the good sex guide? I don't know. I'm not sure that is a bit odd, isn't it? Anyway, our Frank has this vision of me as a reincarnation of Elsie Tanner and he wouldn't let go of the bone. Um, she didn't think that she'd ever get the part though because she was too well known as a presenter but got it all the same uh, she also recalls meeting Pat Phoenix at an audition in 1978 Whoa. so she she had a bit of a thing she, she wanted to be Pat, in Corrie Pat Phoenix was a bit of an acting idol for Margie Clark but... so hang on so was she was she auditioning for Corrie or was Pat auditioning for something else I, I think it was that I, I, I don't Which think one? she was auditioning for Corrie okay. I think, yeah anyway she says, she saw me and asked me what I was up for and I told her about the audition. She said, you'll get it. And I did. She was a great lady. She used to get out there with the working people and that's one of the reasons why she was loved. There's a fantastic picture of her in the corridor before you go into the <laughs> studio and on the first day when me nerves were gone, I went up to the picture and gave her a big Aww. smacker for look. Elsie Tanner was me touchstone. 
So that's lovely, isn't it? I have to say, there is a picture of Pat Phoenix on top of our radiator. She is. She's watching on us right at this point. And whenever I Actually, look around... there's a couple of Pat Phoenixes just behind us on the wall But whenever I look well. around, my eye will always fall upon her gaze. She and, was... Uh, she is an icon. She was an iconic woman, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I really like how when people come onto Coronation Street, if they've got a real strong bond with or like an, an aspect of it, an affection yeah. for... I really like those stories about what do you... You know, is there anything you like about about Corrie or do you have any memories yeah and, and you know people can say oh actually I've never watched soaps before in my life That's or they can blag it and say oh it was always on in my house when I was growing up and did you might love triangle that's fine and that's it but to, it's fine it's fine nothing wrong with that but to have people come in and say oh yeah you know what an Elsie icon Tanner, that this is and, and going and giving this picture of Pat Phoenix a kiss on her <sighs> first day I, I really love that really really love it um, in issue 59 of the magazine she talked about a comeback so this well, hang is on, she also months. says that she was yeah you, so you mentioned this yeah, earlier but she earlier. says on my very first day I was totally nervous when I dried up and he gave me the lines I can't believe you didn't say that in her voice that's on obviously go on uh, have a go no <laughs> mine's terrible as well um, in issue, obviously the actress who played Deirdre yeah um, in, in issue 59 she talked about her comeback back so this was her first street appearance you know out of prison and she said I've had me fingers crossed that the character would come back again it's a bit like Jackie's on parole in Coronation Street and so's Margie Clark so she was yeah nervous about coming back and I don't think she was ever down to be a full regular character and I think had she stayed on the street she might have been a bit too grating I think she worked well as a come into the show, cause chaos, disappear into the night sort of person. But you know, I mean, we did have characters like Scylla and and that staying long term, so who knows. She also spoke about a scene that was quite good. Uh, It was quite funny. She was having a scene with Sue Nichols um, around about then where she um, had to do... A, a, a cap fell out of her mouth like a, a tooth cap and skittered along the floor and she had to do a scene <laughs> with with a, with a with a tooth with a hole with a gap in her tooth because the director was like Oops. just carry on carry on um there was also a time when she said she needed some money and she went to the production office to go and ask for a sub on her wages and she said look can i just have 20 pounds or something and this person says oh yeah sure if you want here's, here's 20 pounds and later on she found out that that was actually julie hesman house why was she there <laughs> Why not? You Isn't... put windless Julie head husband house. Wiggless. Oh. Wiggless. Get... Why was she? Why, why was she working in the production office? Well, she wasn't working there. Was she this was just before... there. This was in Corrie. This was when she was in yeah. the show, yeah. and she's just like, "Well, I can access the till. Here you go." Yeah, and and Margie <laughs> Margie didn't recognise oh, Julie Hesman House because on. she didn't have exactly she didn't have Ju- uh, Haley's hair on. She had oh. Julie's hair, which, as we know, is a lot different. A bit different. And then later on, she's in a scene with her, or she sees her, you know, wigged <laughs> up and everything. She's like, oh, you're the one that lent me the £20. And she was mortified because she said, I, <laughs> I'd never try and catch money off one of my fellow actors. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't. I'd be like, hey, Julie, did you write down I took the money, or can I get away with it? <laughs> um, there was a story in the Star newspaper, so take bit of this what you will, in November 1998, where apparently she nearly got in trouble because her boyfriend at the time this 20 year old so she was definitely quite a lot her junior was uh, had been driving her to and from work so they had this um, well this was she, they lived in Liverpool, Liverpool. <laughs> and then he had to take her to Manchester and, and back every day but he only had a provisional driving no. license I know and he was driving up and down the motorway what? On the way with her, and then back to Liverpool on that's, his own. Is that not? Oh and yeah. And there was okay. this big story. That's there. the problem, isn't it? 
Well, yeah, you're not allowed on the motorway and you're not allowed to drive on your own when you've got a provisional licence. And apparently Margie Clark knew about this and she was paying for his lessons. (laughs) Probably money that she'd borrowed from Julie (laughs) Hesman house to pay for his lessons. Julie's like, am I involved in this scandal? Don't drag my name through this. Yeah, but um, so it it was bad. This article was terrible. And, And I think the tabloids aren't as bad as this these days but the, the article great. there literally prints what margie said when she was speaking to them on the phone saying please please don't print oh, this no. i'm going to be in so much trouble if you printed it and they quoted her saying what this a... i know i know this is this is one of the reasons why i didn't i haven't really pursued journalism too much because you don't want to be some that of it's kind of a bit journalist. scary and sad. I really, really, yeah. and also but the other the other side of it is I don't think I could do the the noble stuff of like Pulitzer prizes and and like Pride war, of Britain war, war journalism. <laughs> so I'd be definitely on the tabloid end of things <laughs> if I was doing it yeah. in a different way than I am now. Um, but anyway, she didn't get in trouble with this for Corrie because apparently the article didn't ruin the de- reputation of the show. Um, also that well no because she's playing a scallywag it just feeds into it they're <laughs> like brilliant sort of yeah do too. more nefarious things yeah, actually I'm going to write that down as a plot for later <laughs> on who can we well, set you up with they haven't done that yet but no. I'm just saying mm-hmm. why not it's an well, issues based storyline there was also that month in the, in a magazine article um uh, Margie said that, that Jackie is going to have a fling with Ken. Now, this never happened on the show, so I don't know whether she was making it up or whether it was just a rumour that she heard. Or maybe or they misunderstood they... her and they, she was joking and they got the wrong No, apparently not, apparently not. I don't know, Michael. But... I say a lot of things that people take seriously that are just jokes. I think that she thought she was going to... This, this would be quite, you know, scandalous, having an affair with Ken, having been Deirdre's cellmate. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I could see that that would work pretty well. I, d- I don't know whether Jackie would be Ken's type, that's all. And I know his types, you know, he's got, you know, as long as it's got a skirt and a pulse, it might be Ken's type. But well, I don't know. I d- I Wendy don't know. came back and she was wearing lots of trousers. She was, wasn't she? But I, I preferred... The, the little relationship, the little fling that she had with Les. I think that that worked brilliantly. And Les mm-hmm. was Les was such a, such a scoundrel, wasn't he? And yeah. sort of blatantly putting it out with, with women when he was still married to Janice. Um, so that that was a lot of fun. Um, I think that's everything. I think, I think that's it. I mean, all in all, I do have so much affection for Jackie Dobbs. You have less because you don't remember much about her second stint and, and it really was her first stint that was golden. But... Um, I'm glad that she came back for a second time, even if it. I'm honestly going to say was a bit of a change character. In I'm my campaigning to have Jackie come back, and Darren been been a liar because I think that would put the cat amongst the pigeons. It would be great. I, I think Marky deserves no, a second chance. I don't. I, as I don't want it. I don't. I say have her back as Jackie's sister. With blue hair or something. <laughs> but I don't want Corrie bringing people back from the dead. It's, you know... It's, Is that an EastEnders Although they... No, I go literally, they have just done that with Cassie, haven't they? Because as far as we knew, the Cassandra was dead and now she's back. But anyway... Well, yeah, but I know. I thought you'd put more in the notes about... Um, what Tyrone... The true, the true story according well, to the I show... I do apologise for mm. my terrible And it was that, that um, after we found out from Darren that Jackie had died and that he wasn't really... She, he and her were not really his parents, Tyrone's parents. Then we had, this was when we got Evelyn coming in saying about how she'd left 
Tyrone on the steps of the police yeah. station and and then Cassie had gone to South America, South Africa after she had overcome her drugs addiction but she had died there and I don't remember if she said she'd ever visited her grave or not No no she she but... didn't she said she didn't go there and also I think when Evelyn came in she didn't admit straight away that she was the one that left Tyrone on the steps because I think there was a bit of a secret early mm. 2019 where she gave these shady looks and it was only through talking to her friend James that Tyrone found out the full story about right, yeah. Evelyn's involvement in it. But I mean, anyway. I, you know, the thing is about all these retcons for soaps, they do get silly because they compound upon one another because you're watching a television show where you're kind of led to believe certain things are true and you take it as gospel, but actually in real life there are dark secrets and things that aren't true, oh, yeah. and and you believe you know how many how many people have ruined Christmas with the DNA testing from <laughs> from certain companies that find out that maybe not everybody is actually Daddy's little girl after oh, all. Oh yeah, not not everything. They haven't in these done that yet. I really magazines. There are two false. things that I'm really waiting for for Cory to do. One of them is, a, you know, one of these DNA testing Christmas things where it turns out that a long-established character is not actually related to the father that they thought they were. And number two, a serial killer, because I love myself a Cory serial killer. We'll give it a bit of a break after Stephen goes. But there are so many cases of serial killers being caught out by DNA tests because somebody submitted, you know, some mm. great cousin, second cousin twice removed has donated their DNA and <laughs> gets connected to some um, open case yeah. that uh, a bunch of murders that happened. Maybe on Blackpool Maybe. Beach. Why not? <laughs> Just right. pitching that for um, Coronation Street in 2020. Eight. Is that is that not too soon for another serial killer? Never too soon. Twenty twenty eight. Twenty twenty eight. It's twenty twenty three now. <laughs> that's ages. That's also that's going to be my peak peak time for being the producer. <laughs> is everybody ready? I think you all are. Right. Final quote. This is this is from Margie in two thousand and eight. Well, what what do you think about Jackie Dobbs, Margie? Final final chance. Right. My okay. Terrible everybody, prime yourself for Michael's final. You're never going to do this again on the show. Margie Clark. I might do, but not for a while. Okay. Jackie. I mean, Margie. What do you think about Jackie? I don't think she's vile. Oh, no, it's, this, it has actually no, got worse. No, that's all right. There's definitely a heart beating in Jackie. She has an obvious intelligence, but she's not had opportunities in life and has made some mistakes. She's a born survivor, but she doesn't know how to play goingstraight.com. Unfortunately, goingstraight.com has I'm not now actually been... northern, everybody. Going Can you tell? Goingstraight.com has now been... Taken over by a porn website, so don't go there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. I actually, I don't know. I haven't even looked you, that up. Um, I think we will finish there. Hour and a quarter on Jackie Dobbs. That's not too bad for a what, character that only made 65 episodes. 60? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, she's been one that's been like on the backlog for years. And I thought, now we'd never be able to do Jackie. She's not... She's she's not done it. She's not been in it much. We can't string she's out. She's not a whole... been in it since two thousand and what? We can't string out two thousand and ten. We can't get a nine. We can't do a whole episode about her. But yes, it just feels like over the year we've been able to we've perfected the art of rambling on about nothing and stretching out that. And this is what we're going to have to do because we've done character profiles for pretty much all of the major characters Curry's ever had. So we got we got the minor ones left. Well, now. you know what I said to you before about how to branch out on on the the show to make new uh episodes. And I, I genuinely think that storyline Yeah, yeah, I know. 
profiles are going to be the next big thing for us because this would have been the profile of Tyrone Dobbs' parentage and you could have done exactly the same mm-hmm. thing. Well, you can recall it what you want. Right, we're going to go because I need to make a, a potato salad to take into school for a shared lunch tomorrow. From and by, potatoes I grew at the allotment. But by, by I need to make a potato salad, I need to super... No, Gemma, no, uh, he's supervising me. here. Gemma's going to make a potato salad. Maybe tell me to chop up some if no, she trusts me with a knife. Hello, no, 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 Michael. You have got about two pounds of potatoes to peel. Oh, no. This is what they should have the Jackie doing, actually, when she's in prison. Right, goodbye, everybody. See you next time. And the music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Love you.